Why, hello, and thank you for choosing the Vegan Luna podcast. If you came here to listen to influencers, business owners, people that are really making a change in this world and really creating some amazing ideas and amazing inventions, then you came to the right show. This show showcases some of the top people in the world that are making an impact, whether it's the environment, whether it's for health, or whether it's for the animals. This podcast is also available on YouTube, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and anywhere else you can find podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Vegan Luna Podcast. We're here with a super special individual all the way from the other side of the pond in the UK. Uh, his name is Danny Shepard and he was a star on uh, the reality show, <laughs> Veganville. And I really want to talk about that for a minute uh, because that was a really interesting show for a lot of people. I think that it helped spread the message and spread the, the vegan growth and say like, hey, we're here, like here's a reality TV show. This is what we're about. And, and I like that I brought four very different people. Oh, five, yes, you're right, you're right. There was a fifth ed- edition into 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 a household where everyone was so unique and so different i mean you had like a really heavy animal rights activist you had people that were more for the environment people that were really focused on health and it was super cool to see how you guys work together to really help share the message and you know help make the the little town you guys were in a little bit better of a place so what i want to ask you is what was it like working on on that show um, and, and with some of those people, what was your experience like? Yeah. I mean, hello everybody. Pleased to meet you all. Great to meet you. Um, yeah, it was, it was a very scary pre filming, um, because I didn't know what to expect. They give us a, a, a very vague outline about what we were going to be doing. We never met anybody pre- before we actually met each other as you saw on the show. So we didn't know who we were meeting, no idea whatsoever. Um, but it was very scary at first, but once we got into the flow of things, it, it was an amazing journey and it was great to be in a household with four of the vegans. Um, very inspirational and really enjoyable as we got into it and we sort of relaxed and got used to having cameras in our face every five minutes. So, so yeah, it was a really cool, cool experience. Well with it. Yeah, for sure. I could imagine like, because so, something like that is more ongoing, like they're kind of recording every moment, right? It was probably awkward, like with the cameras around and everything. And, and uh, I could imagine getting, having to take a minute to get used to that because all your, all your private times aren't, aren't quite as private. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't total. I mean, we did get days off and some of us did things while other, you know, we relaxed at other times. Um, but yeah, we had to get mics up in the morning. You can imagine getting up in the morning and there's, there's three camera crews, three sound, three runners, three producers, all there in the morning. So, um, but everything was um, as it was. There was nothing staged. There was nothing set up. The only things that were set up were the people we were going to meet. But we were, there was no script. There was Everything was left as it was and, and things developed as they were i mean a lot of things got cut out um we met people and they didn't use it and well the whole experience was in the end great and over two million people watched it on bbc one 
and I think over a quarter of a million watched it on um, the iPlayer, which is online. But the fact that it went on mainstream TV and the biggest broadcasting channel in the UK meant it was there in front of people to watch because online, of course, you've got to search it out. You've got to go and look for it. But this was in the faces and two million people sat down and watched every episode. So it, it, the reach was amazing. Um, I mean, at the gym, I got recognized a couple of times and that was strange because you got people sort of looking at you like that. And I'm like, what's he looking at, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it was really weird because it's like, normally in, in Oldham, where I live, it's like, someone's looking at you like that, you, you're ready for a fight, you know? So, uh, and then he come over and say, I'm that vegan bill. And I'm like, oh yeah. And then we talk and yeah. And I've had a really good response from it as well because I've had messages and, and people saying you've inspired me. And that is so cool to hear that you've inspired somebody. Even one person is enough for me. Just one person, you know? Yeah, awesome. And then there was another person on the show that was a little bit more popular, kind of like a lot of people knew him, um, maybe in the animal rights movement um, or like the vegan activism um, world. Um, and it was Joey Carpstrong. So was it kind of challenging working with him or... You know, I noticed on the show, like he had a couple, um, like back and forth with a few of the a few of the people. So, what, was that a learning experience with working with him? Yeah, because Joey's sound, right? Joey, we we went to the gym, we hung out together, we had a good laugh together. But the one thing I noticed about Joey was he's twenty four seven. At the end of the day, I switch off. But Joey's constantly thinking. It's his profession. I'm not, I'm, I've got my own job to do. I've got other stuff that I do. So I've got to switch off from it. And maybe for my mental health, I've got to switch off from it. But Joey is 24-7. He's constantly thinking about how to approach. That's his calling in life. So, of course, he's not going to switch off. But as far as a person, he's great. He's a really kind, gentle, happy, positive person. And, um, of course, with TV shows, editing, editing is key. And I got called out on something I said. I said, um, it shows me saying, um, I'm, I, was, I went vegan for the environment, for health, and then the animals. But you didn't hear the question prior to that, which was, which path did you take to get to, to veganism? And that's the path I took. So they weren't asking me which was it, but people assumed I was talking about which is more important. And it's animals first all the way. But we didn't hear the questions. So you see how things can get misconstrued when, yeah. when editing's involved. And the same with Joey on there. Um, the same with, with my conversation with the dairy farmer. The BBC have to be impartial. So the BBC, if you say one thing, they've got to have a counter argument and then that's it. When I hit that dairy farmer with one after the other, after the other, after the other, but they didn't show that because it wasn't an even. So this is the thing we've got to suffer for with, with it. So, you know, um, all in all, I was really happy with it once we, we got to saw it because we did get to see it before it aired. So we could sort of prepare ourselves for any backlash. But on the whole, it was good. Yeah, yeah for sure, mate. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, when I first saw that, I was excited um, from my standpoint because, I mean, at, at first, the only person I knew was, was Joey. 
um, going into uh, watching the show. And for me, like I was telling you before, he made an impact on me because he was probably one of the biggest reasons that helped me kind of start to be active, start to communicate to people, start to um, outreach and talk to people and share stories and communicate and do the social media stuff. He helped he helped me understand why that was important and why it was important uh, to be active uh, because when you when you go vegan and and you're you're not you're not harming animals that's a great start that's a really really good start uh for anyone um to be at to do your best to not cause harm yourself you know but if you if a lot of people think back to before they were vegan anyone that is vegan the reason why you the reason why you are vegan is because some activists out there you know spread a message somewhere like for me like i watched what the health on netflix and and that an activist made that film you know mm-hmm. and if they didn't make that film like i wouldn't i wouldn't be where i am today you know talking about it because that's what that's what really kind of flipped the switch for me so i mean to be, to be honest with you i was watching joey on the train down there i didn't know he was going to be on the show and i was watch, and i have watched joey i've watched uh, earthly ned i've watched um, james aspie and i've learned that's how i've learned about and it's evolved in my head and I've learned why we do this, why we say this, why we say that, why we call them someone, not something. There's a lots of little sort of tips, could I say, or ways to put things, language to use that are important because personalities, everybody's got a personality. We're all, we've all got personalities. So it, we, we, that makes us a person. It doesn't, I mean, can we call an animal a person? Well, we can call them a personality, but person is short for personality. So, <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, do, how do, how far do we take it? But it, you know, that's what it is. We don't call them a thing. And that's one thing I'll learn to do, but you've got to make that conscious effort because it's so easy to call them something, it, that, you know, when it, it's not, it, it's a beautiful personality and every, every single one of those animals is an individual as much as we are. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so my next question is, would you do a part two of Veganville? Do you know something? I've been asked this question before, and I would love to do one in the U.S. Not because I want to get a free ticket to the U.S., which, of course, (laughs) would be nice. Um, But I would love to do one in the U.S. because, again, it's a big country. It's a big population. And it would be nice. I don't know whether you guys have got anything like that on TV over there, anything that's ever been on TV over there like that. But we've got Corinne over there. And I think it would be really cool to do something very similar in the US, maybe down in Texas, barbecue country, cattle country, something down there. Because Murphy Tidville is quite a big town. You, you got the assumption that it was a little village, but it wasn't. It was quite a big town, very similar to the town I live in very similar demographic with rich, poor, very poor, um, unemployed, you know? So, um, yeah, it would be nice to, to sort of find somewhere very similar to Mercantile in, in the U S which I suppose would be, would be easy to find. Yeah, of course. And yeah, you're right. Like Texas would be a good spot for that same type of theme. Cause the idea, the idea is going into a place, that is very unfamiliar with that term veganism, you know, unfamiliar with, with what that means. And so it, it's an, more of an educational purpose. So like if you were to go into 
like Los Angeles or New York or or some of these bigger cities that like kind of already has a presence there, like it wouldn't it wouldn't quite make sense for that for that purpose. Yeah, yeah. You know, so Texas Agreed. would be a good spot somewhere in the south or <laughs> Alabama or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. All right, cool. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So um my name's Dan of course. Um I'm a truck driver when I'm not acting, I'm an actor. Uh, I'm also an activist. Um, I live in Oldham, which is north of Manchester, and I'm 52 years old. Um, so I'm getting on a bit now. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's me. Uh, I've been vegan for five years now. So um, previous to that, I was a big meat eater. When I was a, a kid, I was drinking four or five pints of milk a day. Uh, really bad acne hence the well my skin's repaired now because of my veganism but um yeah i had major problems i'd asthma you know all this stuff but yeah I, i've got a family i've got got um two step kids one one lot of me own we're all adult now i've got a grandchild um so yeah that's me all right so tell us a little bit about your story um i know that you have a really um, insightful story on on what led you uh, to go vegan. What led you to you know stop participating in 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 potentially a lot of animal cruelty? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it started. It's it's really strange because um, so it started about about six years ago. Um, I bought um, I bought a juicer. I'd watched um, this TV show on somebody who'd lost about um, lost about fifteen stone on a juice diet. And it just piqued my curiosity a little bit. So I bought a juicer and I started juicing vegetables and fruits. Um, and after about two months, I noticed that, that I was feeling a lot more energized. I was feeling a lot more, how could I say, a bit, a bit more energetic, a bit more full of life, a bit more vitality. I noticed that my, my fingernails were like growing like hell. My, I was shaving my head twice a month instead of like once every couple of months. You know, my hair was growing. And I started Googling the health benefits of different vegetables and I'm like, what? Cucumbers do what? They can cure a hangover. <laughs> you can stick a slice of cucumber in the roof of your mouth and it, it, it freshens your breath. It's like all these crazy things, even chili peppers increase your uh, metabolic rate and you burn off calories by eating chilies. Um, but also, I was, I was getting to an age, I was getting to like 47, and my son was 10 years old. And I'm thinking, my God, in 10 years' time, I'll be like nearly 60 years old. And I'm looking at other people of that age, and I'm thinking, look how they, they are. They're, they, they, they're dependent on other people. Um, they, they're ill hobbling about um they need care and i didn't want to become one of those people and thought well how can i stop this you know so i started on the plant-based journey at that point because that made sense i thought right so then i started googling about meat and about dairy and about eggs and stuff like that i mean i was i was eating six eggs a day um, in the morning, six poached eggs because I was bodybuilding and I was using steroids at the time. So I was like 16 stone muscle and all false, you know what I mean? 
Um, but that's another story for another time. But um, yeah, so I'm, I'm juicing all these vegetables and I've started going plant-based. I've reduced my meat content. So I went plant-based to start off with. In fact, I went pescatarian because I still couldn't understand we can't get protein. Where am I going to get my protein from? I'll keep eating fish because I know there's protein in fish. So I went pescatarian. And at the time, I was working for BT, British Telecom, as an engineer for the internet and all that stuff. And I was working with a girl called Jane. And she mentioned that her husband had gone vegan for a while. And he'd gone back. And she brought me a book in. Now, this, this guy is a New Yorker. And he's called John Joseph. Do you know the guy? Yeah. 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 And he, his book was called Meat is for Pussies. Yeah. Yeah. And so... I was a bit dubious about reading this book because I wasn't into like my my in my head a vegan was a tree hugger. It was wearing sandals. It was tie dyed shirts. All this bullshit that um, you associate with vegans. So I read the book and it was nothing to do. It was all about the pharmaceutical industries. It was all about doctors. It was all about prescriptions being um, all drugs being patented so that when doctor prescribes a drug. He gets, the, the pharmaceutical companies get some money, a bit like when bands release an album. They get a cut, you know, they get money. And it's like, wow. So that's why doctors don't tell you to go vegan or plant-based. or They just fix when it's gone wrong. They don't prevent. And all this made sense to me. So one weekend, it was a Friday. I remember exactly what I, I ate. I thought, right. I'm going to eat this. I'm going to see how I feel. And it was spaghetti bolognese. And I'll tell you, Kevin, it was, my portions were massive. It was like, like a pound of, of mincemeat and a full jar of, 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 of pasta sauce and masses of spaghetti. And I ate that. And I thought, wow, I feel very lethargic. I feel very hot, sweaty. I don't feel like doing anything. So then I intended to go, Plant-based, I'll say plant-based for, for Saturday and Sunday, just for the weekend. So Saturday, I made, um, what did I make? Um, I got some vegetarian sausages, I think, and um, tomatoes and spinach. And I did that and I felt great. I felt hungry because I wasn't eating enough to cover for what the, the, the density of the, the calories in the meat made up for. But... I never went back to animal products after that weekend. So that's what got me on the plant-based side of it. And then over the following 12 months, I started looking at, I watched Earthlings. I watched What the Health, um, Dominion, and Land of Hope and Glory wasn't out then. Uh, Forks Over Knives, um, watched that. And when I saw what was going on, it was like, I was like, what the fuck? And I got that connection straight away. I got that, these sentient beings, they're not objects. And it was like, it blew my mind. Because I was a, a 40, I was a 48 year old guy who'd experienced more than most people experience, you know? It was like, what the fuck? However, just sort of blank this. I mean, I even remember 
10 years ago being sat at a table at a wedding. There were two vegans sat on the table and me and my friend were laughing at them and going on about cavemen and all this stuff and saying how pasty they looked when they didn't. And it just like, wow. It was like my whole life just went in front of me. It was, you know, and it was just really one of those moments where you just think, uh, seeing a bit, so you just can't carry on with this. I couldn't do it because I was always an animal lover, always, all my life. I used to bring in birds. Um, I used to, anything I found, I used to bring in and look after. Why didn't I connect it with the sheep, the pigs, the chickens? Yeah. Why, how did we miss it? Absolutely. I want to ask you a question about um, some of the films that you talked about and one in particular because, because it's, it's, from, it's from the UK. It's filmed in the UK and that's Earthlings. And a lot of time I hear, because I'm not from the UK and, and I've only been passing through London like on a transfer flight. So I'm not familiar with the area or, or the marketing or anything like that. But a lot of the things I hear when someone talks about animals within the UK and the farming practices is about how high the standards are and about how well they're treated. And I don't, I, I know it's not true um, uh, based on the footage that I've seen, but what I'm, what I'm curious is maybe what is being shared to you guys, you know, through marketing, maybe, cause I know in the U S the reason why people think the way they do is directly from the marketing. I even was having a conversation with someone yesterday a vegan they're like i don't even know why i was drinking dairy or why i thought i needed it and i was like it's directly from the marketing and i and i and i shared with them a video that i made on my youtube and it was like why we drink dairy in the u.s and the only thing i showed was was well, not the only thing but the majority of what i showed was just tv commercials from the 90s like that's literally the majority of the video and that that's all that you needed to see is why we drank milk it was like there was a video there was a video, I swear, I mean, you could look up on YouTube, just milk commercials in the 90s in the US, and you'd be blown away with how ridiculous some of the things that they say. But I'll give you just like a small example, like kind of things that you probably know, but like saying things like milk give you strong bones, milk build your muscles, but like very vivid ones. There's this guy in the mirror and he's like, man, I'm so scrawny, you know, I'm so weak or whatever. And then in the mirror, it's, it shows him as an adult with a really like, really sexy girl and and he's just saying and the guy in the mirror says hey tom you know you this is this is you in the future if you drink milk you know keep drinking milk you know and you're gonna look like me and you're gonna get a girl like this and it's just like what <laughs> like these you could not you couldn't say that nowadays and it's just what they could say on tv to sell the product was almost anything is like anything right. was fair game so i'm curious I mean, in the uk what kind of things are shared um, about animals and the welfare of farms and UK farming? Because it, I mean, it just sounds like it's, it's better than the rest of the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean you've, just, you've just triggered something in me there. I mean, I don't know how old you are. Um, 31. I grew up in the, 31. So I grew up in the 70s. Yeah. And I still remember the tobacco adverts and Marlborough. And there was a Marlborough cowboy riding through the Arizona desert, smoking his Marlboros. And he was the epitome of this masculine man. And he smoked Marlboro cigarettes. And it was like this marketing, you know, 
the the F1 was was um, subscribed to, to tobacco. All the cars have different tobacco uh, logos on them, and the meat industry, the dairy industry, the egg industry are using this exact same sort of model. They use like the Olympics sponsored by McDonald's, by Burger King, by this, by, you know, so they're using the exact same model. But as far as farms are concerned, um, RSPCA, the Royal Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, right? They, they sanction, they say that it's the... Gas chambering of pigs is ethical. It's it's the most humane way to stun a pig, right? A gas chamber. This is the RSPCA, and it's like, what? You know, we've got a thing called the red tractor. And what the red tractor does, it assures everybody that the pigs that you're eating, the bacon has come from pigs that have been in fields, and they've been given Bacardi and Cokes at the weekend and they're allowed to like play pool in the fields and they, 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 they can run around and they go to the beach on a Sunday and bathe in the sea. It's this fucking... What's their retirement plan like though? The retirement plan is ace, yeah. Once they hit like 60 years old, it, um, they, they go to uh, like Hawaii to retire and you know... But this, I mean, we're joking aside, this is, this is what the red tractor does to people. It gives them a false sense of security that their animals have had this beautiful, beautiful life. Um, and they've been dispatched in a beautiful way. They've been put in the gas chamber and they fall gently asleep and then they, they, they gently cut apart into pieces and put into packages for us all to eat. And I'm getting very sarcastic now because it fucking bugs me. It really fucking bugs me. Um, this whole thing because people believe this bullshit. They believe it. And I can't believe people fall for it. Intelligent people as well, not just the dumbasses out there. Intelligent people, but mind you saying that, I suppose they want to believe it because they don't want to face up to what they're actually doing, what they're actually paying for with the money. You know what I mean? I'm getting very annoyed there because this whole thing sort of gets me right here. Um, yeah, I don't like happy cow. We see a lot of happy cow. We have um, you, you had Ruth on on another past, uh, another podcast, and she mentioned the milk is cool. Um, I was watching a TV advert about cheese strings, which is not just cheese, but but some sort of um, lab grown sort of stringy cheese, and it shows this young girl diving into all this, and it's marketed at kids. Cheese is marketed at kids. It's queso morphine. Fucking morphine. Smack. Heroin. Queso morphine's being, being pushed to kids. It's like, what? The fuck? You know? Yeah. Let me cool down a bit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it, makes you, it makes you really upset and it makes you question and, and it makes you, I mean, once you know once you've seen it, what you've seen, you can't unsee it. Like I was having a conversation with someone yesterday, um, a very, a new vegan. And, and I love the way they're, they're so amazing with their activism. I mean, she makes amazing recipes. She's doing a, a, a killer job. 
and she's a new vegan and and I was having a conversation with her and and uh her her perception is a little bit different because she hasn't seen she hasn't seen you know the horrors she hasn't seen some of those things up close and when you see that stuff it changes you and I tried to share with her you know my experience when I went inside and filmed I did film inside a slaughterhouse and when I when I did that experience it, it, you come out a little bit different you come out a little bit shooken up a little bit changed your sense of urgency of 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 things changing and things becoming better becomes a little bit heightened you become a little bit more impatient and i'm not saying these are good things these aren't good qualities but these are just understandable feelings that we all have and the only way that i can say that we can we the only way i can say we can help ourselves to to think like like in the mindset of a non-vegan or someone that's not there is just try to do our best to think back when we were that, when we were there and when right. we were unaware. I've got something to say about this, Kevin, and it's this. If somebody had come to me five years ago when I was pescatarian, or even if somebody had come to me five years, six years ago when I was juicing vegetables and had shown me this and had told me this and told me I was an animal abuser, Right. All right. I might have got a bit annoyed and, and said, fuck off and all this stuff and go away, leave me alone. But eventually that would have ticked, ticked, ticked. And I would have done this a lot sooner. And this baby step approach where it, we, we'll give you a bit of food and you try it and you enjoy it and you just tick along nicely. And then just in your own time, make a decision. I mean, 200 million land animals a day. 200 million a day are being slaughtered while you're making up your mind. And it's like, I haven't got time to wait for you to sort of just come around to it. Uh, people, people just, you know, they say about Joey and about this, but, but Joey, with his attitude, has got over 100,000 followers on his YouTube. He's got many more on Facebook and Instagram. He's turning more people vegan with his radical approach than anybody else with with this softer approach i do agree that we should treat different people differently we should go along a certain route but we should never ever let them off the hook we should never ever shy away from saying look even though you're vegetarian or you're pescatarian now you're still abusing animals right now so you really need to think a bit quicker you shouldn't let them off the hook and i agree with that totally and your experience in that slaughterhouse and my experience in the slaughterhouse has just reinforced that. It hasn't changed you in any way. It's just reinforced that you can't let people off the hook. For sure. I think the way it changed me is it, it heightened the sense of urgency. It was like, it made it, it made it real. It made it like, this isn't a movie or this isn't just on TV or this isn't just some screen that I saw, you know, things happening. Like this is in the flesh you know, actually happening, you know, right in front of you. And I think that's where it changed. And, and my only thing on that is, is with, with the purpose of this podcast and the sharing is I believe, I believe that every activist is important in everything that they do. You know what I mean? Your style is totally important in everything that you do. Keep on doing that. Like definitely don't stop everything that Joey's doing. Like I would never change Joey in a heartbeat. 
Joey, keep being you, keep doing you and it's working for you. You know what I mean? But also there are other people that have, you know, like earthling ed or whatever, like to have a little bit more of a unique or different style, you know, mm-hmm. they keep doing this. I think everyone as an individual, like you said, personalities, I think that's so important. Each personality meshes with each person. There's people that can't stand me and they think I'm an asshole or I'm a dick or I'm really hardcore. Right. And, and they're not going to listen to me and that's okay. That's okay. I don't have to focus on you because guess what? There's a hundred other people that are listening to me or a thousand other people that are listening to me. I'm going to go focus on them and that's okay. And guess what? Those people that weren't listening to me, maybe you reach out to them. Maybe your, your style and your way connects with them. And I think that each person is unique in their own way. And, and I, and I like to do my best to celebrate those, those, those styles or those unique styles. And maybe it motivates someone to, to really push toward that style. Um, they see, they might listen to you and be like, you know what? I want to go, I want to go act. I love acting. I want to start doing that. I'm going to go, I'm going to find out how I can get on a TV show as well. Or I really want to be an actor or, you know, then, or they just, it reminds them or remotivates them. And now they, they go start taking some classes or start recording themselves on YouTube or, or whatever, um, making some skits. Uh, I think that, you know, that, you know, the thing uh, is as well that I noticed, I mean, my first ever, I got a role because of my HGV license. I got a role on, um, not a role, but a background role as a, as a specialist driver on Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That was, that was what got me into acting. I, I went on set and I thought, wow, I want a part of this. But what I've noticed is that, and this has been going on for a long time, is that there's always a really good few vegan options on the menu when, when you work on these projects. Every single production I've ever been on, there's always been an amazing vegan option. So, um, and also actors, uh, I mean, there's a lot of actors who are vegan. And it's empathy because you've got to, as an actor, you've got to put yourself in the shoes of another person. Yeah. And feel what they feel and go through what they feel. So it should be the next logical step to be able to put yourself in the position of the animal. But then again, there's a lot of actors who aren't vegan, but they've never had anybody say to them, put yourself in that position. They're not exposed to it. You need to be exposed to, you need to be exposed to the reality before you can, you can make that next step. So it's very important to get out there and, and reach as many people as possible. Yeah, 100%. So speaking of reaching as many people as possible, what, what led you to really want to be active in your own life? And can you share some of the things that you do uh, to be active for the animals? Yeah, I mean, okay. So I'll, I'll tell this as like a little, little sort of one, two, three for people who are new vegans. And what I would advise you to do is, is don't be scared of, of putting yourself out there. First thing, go on Instagram, go on Facebook right? Put vegan posts on, right? And you will get people coming at you, right? And they will ask you questions and they will make statements, right? Unresearched statements, right? If you can't answer that question, just go away, research it, and then come back with the answer. After two years of doing this, I can answer any question you can give me. Any question about cavemen though, about bacon though, about health though, about environment though. Every single question I've got an answer for because argue with people, don't care. And don't think they're going to unfriend you because the people who argue the most with you on Facebook are the people most interested. The worst people in the world are the ones who don't interact with you. 
because they go away and they carry on with their happy little lives murdering and they don't care. But the ones who, who talk and who, like on Veganville, when that guy came in and started chatting to me and he was all cocky, um, he was the last person I would have thought would have, would have had sympathy. But he actually worked in a slaughterhouse and he was very responsive and, and asked me questions that were very relevant. So, yeah, I would say, first of all, start on Facebook. Start putting posts out there. Get people to start talking. You won't lose friends. And if you lose friends, well, they weren't your friend in the first place. So fuck them, you know? Um, and then what I would do is, if you can, if there's something local to you, go to a vigil. Go and look those animals in the eyes. It might make you upset. It might make you annoyed. It might make you rage, whatever. But it will reinforce. And when you can talk to people and look them in the eye, and say, look, I've seen those animals. I've seen the fear in those eyes. I've seen the, the negativity and the, the fear and the, the, the shit and, the, and all the horrible stuff. It, it, it makes you more honest and people value honesty more than anything, you know? Um, so I would say do that. And um, because of Veganville, I thought, well, I'm gonna get a lot of attention. So instead of taking all this attention, I'll start a channel. So I started my channel, which is Grumpy Vegan Grandad. Um, and I thought I'm going to start doing videos just because what happens is you, you get lost a little bit with, with the chats on Facebook and Instagram. You get lost a little bit. So at least on, on YouTube, you, you can speak your mind, say what you've got to say, and then people can respond after. And you can tell by the amount of views or whatever or however many people subscribe to your channel, if people are interested and if you're going down the right path. So YouTube, I mean, don't be put off just because you might only get three or four subscribers. Those three or four subscribers may turn vegan because of what you're saying. You've saved thousands of animals' lives by making those five people go vegan. So do a YouTube. Do some lives on Instagram. Do some videos on Instagram. There's loads you can do. Go and talk to people. When I go to the gym, I see these guys who have got really obese and fat and they're in the gym and they think that running 20 minutes on a treadmill, they're going to drop 15 stone, right? And I'll go sit with them. I'll say, do you want me to tell you about something that will help you lose weight and you can eat as much as you want? And of course, they've got to think, well, you can eat as much as you want and lose weight. And then I say, well, well it's a whole food plant-based diet basically a vegan diet and they either switch off and don't want to know or they go really and i say, oh yeah 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 i mean you might have four rashes of bacon and a couple of chicken in their breasts i said but that'll fill your stomach about that much i said you could have a pound of sweet potatoes which would take you all day to eat and that is even half the calories of you know so there's lots and lots of ways, even your parents or even older people, people when they get to 50 to 60, my mum was the most anti-vegan person you could imagine. She could not understand why, because she'd fed me and she sort of brainwashed me as a kid um, into this way of eating. I'd eat anything when I was a kid. I was a really good eater. Um, I'm very hedonistic, so I'll try anything. Um, but my mum had a mini stroke. And now all of a sudden she wants to know about this veganism, about this plant-based diet, you know? So there's, there's no demographic. Everybody is fair game. 
So don't be scared of approaching people. Don't be scared of adverse reaction, of angriness, because because people are going to get angry. You're telling people that you've been lied to by your parents, you've been lied to by your doctors, you've been lied to by your government, you've been lied to by the TV adverts on TV. You know, you've been told a lie all your life. You're telling people that. Of course they're going to kick back. Well, I can guarantee that they're going to walk home and they're going to be like, tick, 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 tick. It's all yeah. there. 100%. So tell us about your, your YouTube channel. What are some things that you, you share there? Well, what I've done is I've sort of intermingled vegan activism with interviews, with, with my acting story. I'm just trying to make it a little bit interesting to keep people engaged and, and be able to get that message out there. Um, I've spoken to um, world champion kayakers um, who are um, raw vegans. Don't go down that road, folks. Research it if you don't ever go down the raw vegan unless you research it well. Uh, it's a tricky one. But they, they are at the top end of their sport. Um, I also do a bit of activism. I do reports on activism. I show the vigils that I go to. And I'm just trying to keep... I'm not doing it for money. I'm not trying to get subscribers. I'm not trying to make money off it. I make me money off the job that I do. I'm not bothered about that. So I swear on there. I curse. I say what I want because I'm not out to, to, to get monetized and to make money. That's not what it's all about. I want to get the message out there. Um, and I'm just me. I just speak from the heart. I don't rehearse anything. I just go straight into it. And yeah, come on board. Have a look at it if you don't like it. Don't come back on. If you like it, subscribe and, and take a look at the other stuff I've done. Yeah, awesome. So is there anything else that maybe you want to share that you didn't share um, to, the, to the audience? Or maybe there's one big thing that you want to reiterate? Um, no, I think that's about it. I mean, we, I've got my Instagram page. You want to take a nosy at that? It's Danny Hyphen Shet. Have a nosy at that. Um, Anybody out there can reach out to me, give me a message, I will answer. I'm not one of those that just doesn't answer. Um, please don't ask me for recipes or vegan foods. Just Google. This is the easiest thing in the world, right? If you're not vegan yet, right, just find your favorite food, like, um, I don't know, shepherd's pie or cottage pie. Put vegan in front of it, and a thousand recipes will pop up. Yeah, that's so true and like sometimes like sometimes i mean even though i mean a lot of us know that sometimes i got to remind myself to just say exactly what you just said because it is it is the easiest and the thing is like it's like kind of like recreating the wheel so many people have done it already you know and probably done it better than me that it is just better just to take a recipe from someone that's already done it like a thousand times yeah yeah, yeah definitely i mean there's a <laughs> It's one of those things you, you, you don't, people think that vegan food, you'll suffer, right? We've come on a long way. When, when I went vegan five years ago, I really had to work at it. I was, I was happy that I was a good cook and I did, did create things. And, but in these last five years, it's amazing now that, that I've just been shopping now and I brought home hoisin duck with pancakes. I brought home burgers, sausages, chicken, um, tandoori chicken. Um, sauces. I brought so many things home that are just there with a big V. Big V, right there. <laughs> just look on the back. It's so easy to do. And it's junk food. There's plenty of junk food out there for you. Um, there's plenty of enjoyable food. Um, 
I mean, come on. A, a brown piece of animal body part on a plate and you think that's eating. That's, oh, I've got a, I've got a dead cow on my plate. I'm living the life. I've got a rainbow on my plate, mate, a rainbow. You know what I mean? I'm 52 years old. I'm running 10K. I've, I've, I've been running 10K in the last four weeks and I've never, ever done that before. I've never, ever run in my life and I'm running 10Ks like it's nothing. Yeah, most people think that you lose something when you go vegan, but, but most vegans that I talk to, just like you, uh, what they say is that they eat so much more different things that they've never had before. They've had you, you so gain. many different foods uh, that they, they never even knew existed. Um, and they find out that there's just a whole nother world of food out there that we just haven't touched. Because if you look at most people like, like that aren't on a diet, that aren't thinking about anything like that, they eat about an average of like seven to 10 different things total, like different like meals, like seven to 10. And they just kind of rotate through all of them. And some people's less, you know, some people might be only five different things, you know, and they just consistently eat those things and they don't know anything different. And once you start trying all these different things, if, especially if you enjoy food, like I can tell, like you do as well, uh, you just really want to try that new thing. You want to try something new. You, you love trying something different. You don't, you don't get stuck on the same old things. And most people also say that they wish they knew sooner. They wish they knew about this, this information sooner. They wish that, uh, that they tried it sooner. And they also are so happy with the amount of different foods that they, they get to try. I've never heard someone say, man, I, I, there's just so little options, you know, unless they're in like a really really tough area. And I know because yesterday I was talking to someone on TikTok. I do a lot of activism on TikTok. And I was talking to this girl from uh, in the comments and she's from Saudi Arabia. And I've been to Saudi Arabia and I've been to Riyadh, which is I think the capital, like three or four times. And in, in that area, I know a few vegan options, but she was in a very small town. And even the supermarket that I recommended, they didn't have there. And she was like, I really want chicken a substitute for chicken and i really want um like a substitute for dairy milk and that's really hard to find there and 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 she's right and it's true like it, it is i i recommended to her to make it like to make it in 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 your home you know and and she's like oh i don't have time and i recommended and if you don't have time make it in bulk and freeze it you can yeah. make you can make your your plant milk or you can make a, a plant based chicken um, from scratch you know from 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 ingredients in the supermarket and freeze that and that'll save you a lot of time and she was she seemed very appreciative of that idea and uh, but yeah. I think that that's just another example of like there are some people that do really want some of those things and they are having a little bit hard over time but there is kind of ways to go about it still. I mean you've just reminded me of, of um, when I was auditioning for for Veganville. Um, I can't tell you about the process, but I had to do some self-tapes. But I was in Turkey on holiday. Now, trying to get vegan food in Turkey is like banging your head against a wall. They understand vegetarianism very, very well, but they do not understand veganism. But I found this one little cafe where his wife was English. And I explained to her, I said, look, I'm vegan. I said, and she went, right, okay, I get that. So she had a word with the husband. And my God, he loved it. He re- because he was sick of doing the same old, same old. He was making amazing dishes for me. Every day he said, Danny, 
tomorrow I will make you um, a chickpea curry with aubergine and spinach. And wow, he loved it. He loved it. He's even on Happy Cow now. So, um, but Turkey was a big no-no. So I really do sympathize with the girl in Saudi. I mean, I've been to uh, Abu Dhabi and Dubai, uh, but I wasn't vegan at the time. So I wouldn't know what the situation is. But yeah, amazing, amazing. But there is some places where you've really got to research before you, you visit. Yeah, 100%. I mean, some places are easier and some places are harder, of course. I mean, the UK is one of the most progressive um, places uh, for veganism, for sure. Even though, obviously, we all like to see it go a lot further, and it is, but they're definitely one of the most progressive places that I've seen or, or hear about or come across. I feel like every time a new restaurant adds something or a new dish, a new item, it's in the UK, in the UK. And I'm like, ah, everything's yeah. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, I mean, like I said, when I, when I go shopping now, there's, there's always something new. And it's like, I get something, I go, I, I meant to spend 20 quid. I meant to spend 20 quid, 20 pounds to get me usual, my tofu, me, me vegan chicken, uh, me vegan mushroom steaks, all my fruit and vegetables. And then I see this and I think, oh, wow, I think I'll try that. And then I see, oh, wow, look at that. I bought some um, crisp breads, like pizza crisp breads. They're brand new. I bought them. I've doubled 80 pounds I spent today. And it's like, I only, only went in to buy a few things and it's like, it's just constant, honestly. You, you need to come to this country. You need to come and live here just, just to be vegan, mate, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to visit for sure. I, that's definitely in the plans. All right, well, it was a great talking to you. Um, I had a lot of fun, and I hope you had a lot of fun. I can't wait for people to get a chance to see this and uh, get it, hopefully interact with you and, and follow you. Is there any place specific that you really want people to follow you? Please go on YouTube and look for Grumpy Vegan Grandad. I'm the only one on there. Um, it's not hard to remember because I'm grumpy, I'm vegan, and I'm a granddad. Um, so please look, please subscribe, please have a look at what I do, and please give me suggestions if there's anything you want to know about, anything you want to ask me, I will go out and do a video just for you. Believe me, I love doing it. I love spreading the word, so please come on board and come and give me a subscribe. Awesome, that's great. Well, uh, we will see you soon, and I'll let you know as soon as this is available so we can share it to everybody, okay? Brilliant, thank you very much. It's been great talking to you, and uh, I hope to come over and do a vegan village in California soon, so. Yeah, that would, be, that would be awesome. <laughs> let's see if we can organize it. Get onto the TV channels and say, look, hey, look, they've got some big followers here. Let's do this. <laughs> I'll see what I can do. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> All right. Take care, brother. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Please, please, please make sure that you guys share this with anyone that you think will find this interesting. And also make sure that you guys subscribe because I can see a lot of you guys are listening, but you aren't subscribed. So please subscribe. And also don't forget to go to my website where you can leave comments and see more content at veganluna.com.